are listening to Let's Go, the weekly anime podcast from Dynamite in the Brain and Secret of the Sailor Madness. So come along and hang with the Let's Go gang. I know that's not right either, but we'll fix it next week. It's <laughs> Dwayne. Hey, how's it going? There's no dial. And oh. it's me, Brian. So proving my point from last week, I am running on fumes. So here we go. <laughs> Uh, I thought I was going to be the one in bad nick this week. All right. It's the weekly anime podcast about weekly anime. That's what we call us. That's that's the catchphrase. That's who we is. That's what we do's. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Here we go. We're actually a full week of stuff this time. And we're going to start off with the life with an ordinary guy who reincarnated into a total fantasy knockout. Episode nine. A guy who reincarnated as a fantasy knockout and a beautiful girl. Mm -hmm. Uh, In which... We go to the palace where we meet the king, who has a prophecy he must impart to our hero <laughs> and her f- weapon. For one thing, uh, like the king and his guardsmen being there in like towels is that that was great. That was a great look because yes. obviously they worship the goddess of love, so they're probably not wearing any clothes. And, and the yeah. prophecy sounds like uh, something a party girl has told. Something a party girl would text you, yeah. Yes, uh, but he reads it out as if it is the most important uh, text, uh, uh, philosophical prophecy, religious text you've ever come across, and he sings it accompanied himself under the harp. Mm, I'm I'm playing a tabletop where it's set like a billion years in the future, and I'm thinking of having a bunch of prophecies written down now that have survived that are just text speak and they're just like hmm what can we interpret from this because it's so fucking good yes yeah. and then he points out that they've studied this prophecy long and hard <laughs> even though <laughs> it basically just explains the premise of the show yeah yeah very very succinct very simply it's, it's just the goddess catching him up and um, but they don't realize that it's that simple a message um yeah, so what's the... Uh, I can't remember what Jinjuji's problem is at this point. Uh, oh, he's got a problem with Shen. Shen is, has declares his love for him. Shen is a spy sent by the head of the yeah. uh, secret intelligence department of this... The reason company. he is a traitor who has assassination techniques as a special skill is because he's a spy. It's just like, yes. as a traitor, you go places, and as, as a spy, you have assassination built in. Uh, to your character oh, class, yeah. We see the world map as well, which is just in the shape of a woman. A woman, like, lying down and the, yes. the continents are the parts of the body, that kind of thing, yeah. Or I suppose uh, a woman, like, curled in a fetal position, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, they're going to use uh, Tashibana's powers on the king. Uh, mm. And it does work, but it's... Uh, and then we get into the crux of... The dramatic crux of the episode <laughs> is that Tashibana, uh, later on in the episode, realises that Tashibana specifically wants Jinjuji to praise her. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then, um, uh, and then dismisses those thoughts as the effect of the curse. <laughs> so it's for the most of the episode, like the, the thing is they're going to have a big royal ball, but obviously she's not allowed in because... And I, I was going to say everyone will fall in love with her. She, they already have, and they're like clamoring at the balcony to try and get at her. But um, she gets a bollocking from um, Shinjuji, who's like, no, nah, you can't because you only fuck it up. You always fuck it up. You fuck everything up. You know, kind of like a real kind of thing where she kind of goes off in a huff and is like, ah, this fucking sucks. Why can't I be the 
the main character for once, but uh, uh, she is the main character when she's what we find out is the princess and is obviously the princess if you watch the intro or anything. Yes. Um, from taking her own life out of boredom. Yes. And also the princess is Tachibana's type, the type that he has transformed himself into. Yeah. So yeah. additionally, uh, physically. Like, what was it like light hair, like kind of like pretty, like small, but also yeah. like Melancholy, kind of a dick. Yes. It's yes. childlike, but intelligent, but also a little melancholy. And so sees the princess sitting by the window in a very sort of 90s OV, fantasy OVA pose of the wind yeah, yeah, blowing yeah. her hair. And then she probably tries to throw herself out of said window. And hmm. there is like the it's it's fun that it's a character who is the fantasy that he's that touching, I'm calling them here because in this one he's declaring I'm, I'm a man. I should be. I, I, I think the problem with Audrey slash himself um, is we're going to be switching back and forth. Yes. With pronouns. On the, yes. On depending on the situation. They are which character, in the in this in the story. Which I think uh, is fine. I, I think that's part of the, the fun of it. Um, like one of my favorite jokes in this episode is the thing of, oh, lady, totally my type of lady. Ah. And then later realizing, oh, wait, you're just like my friend. No wonder I'm into you. And I was like, fucking, yes. <laughs> you just you just said a, a gay slash straight thing if we consider you a woman. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's slowly, he's touching about it, slowly realizes both that she's immature, but also... Mm like his friend and then yeah the, the crux of the thing is like and he's like and then you get into the bit with him like uh talking about praising uh and then realize <laughs> why why is it why is it, lots of people praise me and it does nothing for me so why am i craving the praise of uh, jinjuji god i wonder why yeah this must mm. be the effect of the curse <laughs> Which is very funny because they literally know the mechanical function of the curse because they read the statute um yes. Like you know, that's not part of the curse. Uh, uh, yeah. So uh, the, then, the princess wants to come and join them on their quest to defeat the demon king, uh, and so they report her to her father because uh, yeah, there's a nice scene of just like oh, well, obviously we're not letting the princess come with us, but then uh, uh, Audrey, I'm not sure which name to go with, uh, reports the princess to the king, and then in his head. Tachibana's like, fucking good idea. Ah, this is the way. Go to the parent. Go to the boss. Yes. Like, ah, that that's very clever yes. thinking. I like the, I like yeah, the way Jujuji's you think. Like, Only well you. Done. Yeah, Jujuji's like, well done, Tachibana. And always said you were right for human resources. They've suddenly become, they try and deal with it in a way that is 32-year-old salaryman way of dealing they go, with it. They things. go over her head. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They report. Um, but, but all the praise that he has for her is entirely in his head. He's yes. just kind of smiling. It's like, good fucking plan. Good fucking plan. And then later, like completely misinterpreting the situation, was like, "Oh, we need to we need to give her a dressing down." And he's kind of like winking, is like, "Yeah, yeah, I got this, I got this." It's like, actually, King, Your Majesty, no wonder she couldn't come. She's she's totally ill suited for yes. adventure. And and, he's, and he is right because Tashibada is being very careful because he knows the throwing throwing out uh, themselves out the window element of the part of the story. They're trying to let her down gent. Uh, she's trying to let her down gently because yeah, like you were nearly going to commit suicide earlier. <laughs> Out of yes, out of sheer boredom, yeah. So, um, hmm. so yeah, this backfires when uh, Jinjuji also tells them off. Uh, Tachibana's like, <laughs> no, only the dad can tell her, tell them off, and then she gets totally mad and calls uh, Jinjuji an idiot, and then points out her dad's wig, 
dear. And says, no longer cares about the Demon King. The kingdom should be destroyed. And then the last five minutes is her going about doing that very thing by raising a revolution to overthrow the monarchy. And it's so great because Tachibana kind of comes across her punching, well, a pillow. It's actually like a, a teddy of that um, monster from the from the start of the show um, where she's venting her frustration. It's like, oh, that's that's very mature of you. Like, my friend, uh, no wonder I'm really into you. Okay, and I was just like, that's fun. It's like, yeah, no, I'll support you in whatever way you want to do. I'll, I'll help you out, that kind of thing. It's like, cool, help me overthrow the king and destroy monarchy. And she, she's kind of like, what have I been dragged into? So the king and his... Um, cronies are trying to plan it's like well the princess is leading the revolution against us so yes. what are we going to do um how about the intelligence division you guys are a useless function how about you guys sort this out yes uh mm. so the head of uh what's her name uh moria or something like that she mm. goes and then the, uh as shen's balancing food on top of jinjuji's brooding head uh <laughs> The bird That's comes and bit, delivers yeah. the message that uh, she was cap- she was captured within a day, mm. uh, and then we yeah, the, we end up with the princess rousing the rebellion with Tachibana by her side, and Tachibana is worry wondering how on earth she'd got into this mess. Mm. Um, um, it's it's all very good. There's a lot of stuff. Oh, I'm... they're going to have to call in that guy to deal with it. Who, if you watch the the end credits, you know who that guy is, and if you. Mm. Actually, you could probably guess who that guy is and the preview for the next episode confirms who that guy is. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, yeah, also some of the... And also because there's no more characters to introduce from the credits. Yeah, we we got the whole cast now, I think. I think Uh, so, barring any demons, because they're not in the... uh, uh, the I guess the only demon in the credits is the the animated armor. Yeah. Hmm. I was thinking more like the end credits where they're all doing their uh, performances. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. They things. they all line up and everything. Uh, well, funny things. Oh, when the king's going to, we also get Jujuji having a fantasy moment where he imagines, imagines uh, marrying Tachibana, having a kid and with Tachibana, babies. growing old with Tachibana, being buried in the same graveyard with Tachibana. in the in the same family plot. Oh, yeah. that's the dream, man. Um, but yeah, he has to knock himself out of that reverie. Yes. This is mm. after him saying that uh, I'm not attracted to you in that form. Uh, I was like, okay, what form are you attracted to him in? Uh, Tachibana. I don't know, rather. You do protest a little too much. The pair mm. of them do, which is the gag throughout. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's still a good gag. Like, Yes. Um, I'm much in all of the gender or whatever bending. Um, it is the, the kind of joke is basically just like these two are clearly like mad about each other. They're just too fucking stupid and I guess self-obsessed in their own kind of way. Yes, <laughs> I think that. To that. that mm. Oh, and the funny thing was when she demands that uh, the princess demands that Jinjuji uh, do, does something stupid, and he goes, "Oh yeah, he does his trick and fetches his uh, fire-breathing trick that apparently he did." A after work function in order to make sure nobody was ever asked to do uh, party pieces at after work functions ever again. Because he set off the sprinklers and yes. yeah, he, he would have got everyone in a lot of trouble. But he did technically do something entertaining, so you can't. Yes, you can't. Yeah. Yes, he did what was asked of him, and the, but the result was such that no one would ever do it again. Uh, 
which again is that matches up to like their behavior in the fantasy world as well it's like mm-hmm. uh, and i think that this that say came through more in this episode than you've seen i think in other ones but i'm sure if you look for it it's probably there it's like they're dealing with these things in a uh yeah 32 year old salary man type methodology mm-hmm. rather than what your other guy uh schwartz that's the fella's name, isn't it? Yeah, he's he's dealing with it like um, I, I guess in the childish kind of kid way. Yeah. The guy who plays these kind of games thing. Yeah, yeah, he's playing it by the the rules he thinks the world should work in because he's read about mm. them and played the games. Uh, where he's, he's just... playing it like he's a person playing it as the main character. Yes, how about that? Yeah, where they've kind of got like the cultural osmosis of what these sort of worlds are, because they mentioned about how how easy it is the heroes of these stories get to meet the kings of the country. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, they're not trying to they're not trying to play by the rules necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, though, play, I guess they're aware of the rules, and then they're sort of using their uh, businessman knowledge to uh, game it to a degree. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and of course, their their magical powers. But yeah, good another good episode. Really enjoyed this show. Um, mm-hmm. I, as I say, it was a funny gag to have a character who is the thing that Tachibana has ended up being turned into, and then realizing both, oh, that's not necessarily as attractive as Tachibana had in his head because he's. The character is not quite living up to the fantasy of that and, person, and it's it's the thing that obviously he's having trouble dealing with. It's it's what he's outwardly finds attractive, and what personality, what kind of inward stuff he finds yeah. attractive. Like realizing that she is actually quite like your level-headed friend in her own way. Yes, yeah. but as mm. he, as we're constantly repeating, is you're dealing with an adolescent here, so it's like the 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 love interest element is almost gone within minutes of like realizing, yeah. oh, this is a, just a moody teenager I'm dealing with, so mm-hmm. I've got to uh, tread a lot more care- carefully. Mm. Um, uh, but a moody teenager who can raise a revolution against their father. <laughs> I mean, that is how that works in these kind of scenarios. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. that's fair. Uh, then we've got I'm Kadama Kawashiri, episode nine, Strategic Retreat, where she's worried that her productivity levels are dropping because she hasn't been getting some sleep. So mm. what if she goes to sleep? That will get her productivity shooting back up. Uh, so she goes to sleep and then sleeps all the way through the end credits as we see her productivity drop and drop and drop as she's asleep for days on end. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's the idea the difference between like being able to power nap and manage your time and just just sleeping all fucking day, um, which sometimes you need to do, I guess. But yeah, not good all the time. <laughs> yeah. uh, then Ninjala, they've got their day off lessons. So yeah. what Ninjala are their names? Nine uh, Emmy, Emmy, Emma, and Lucy's. I combine their names. Yes. Uh, Fun sized adventure. I'm not sure That's what's it. fun-sized about it. I mean, like they fight kidnappers and shit. Um, they do. They, they, they. Uh, I can't remember. I'm beginning to lose interest in this show. Uh, when uh, it's not, enough. when it's not on, when it's not focused on Burton and Bereka. Uh, I mean, like next episode, we're probably going to get the other two adults who have been turned into children. Yeah, so that so might be fun. That might be fun because I think once they're mm. in there, maybe they'll they'll also raise the interest levels a bit. But I have hmm. to say, I don't really care about the kid characters. <laughs> I'm not a kid. 
and therefore well you're watching know. a kids show and 50% of the characters are actual children so <laughs> yes, yeah and 50% of them are adults are turned fi- into are, children yeah um, are detective conan yeah yeah yes so it's it's a weird way where you, you there are quite a few more characters to identify with in this kids show for adults mm-hmm. um but yes they there's kidnappers and they spend about half the episode beating the shit out <laughs> Yeah, the um, I've forgotten her name now, but the lady business ninja yes. shows up and she's like kind of helping them, but she also purposely gets kidnapped just to see how they handle the situation, which yes. I, I did appreciate. It was like, no, no, I just want to see if you guys can handle it. And obviously you can't. You're, yeah. you're basically pro ninjas at this stage. Lucy's the punk one, isn't she? Uh, yeah, she just beats uh, the yeah. stop sign. Uh, which is... That's pretty great. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And then your one kind of going is like, I'm not going to do any more vigilante justice. I'm I'm going to school now. I'm 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 flying straight and keeping right. And it's just like crime. Ugh, I do need to fight the crime though. Whereas Lucy's just like uh, people I can be violent. So sure, that works out. And they're kind of friends slash rivals by the end of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh. Were Burton and Brecker up to anything? I think the other kids get a few things to do. Uh, the other two kids are like go up for a walk, and they they basically race each other walking until they're uh, till they're wrecked, basically. But yeah, not much else as far as I remember. Yeah, but yeah, it's Ninjala. Uh, the cat's there. <laughs> uh, oh, we want uh, Burton wants to run tests on the. Is it Gumchi, the little yellow yeah. weird thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it would be rude to just run tests without paying him back in smoothies. There we go, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, I see. I'm looking at the uh, next episode preview now, and yeah, we do get two new classmates who look very familiar. Um so yeah, I'll carry on checking in for a bit, but maybe I won't watch any more after this. Ben said that there's not much on in the next season, as far as I can tell. So it's fairly quiet, and uh, you can temporarily watch it for free. So yes, uh, hmm. then we got Ranking of Kings, episode twenty-one, the Swordsmanship of a King, mm-hmm. in which they pull out all the stops on the animation. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yes, yeah, is a fantastic looking episode where Boji beats up his dad. Uh, and th- they're halfway between going like, uh, should we not let Boji do this? Because that seems like a remarkably bad idea. Because uh, at this stage, um, Boss has turned around and basically went, all right, either declare fealty to me right now, or I assume you're declaring fealty to Boji, and I will kill all of you right now. Because he's basically going like, I need to be the bad guy in this situation because I need to, you can't give up on Miranjo's plan, even though it's not a plan he asked her to do. Yes. But, um, yeah, he kind of continues with yeah. playing the buddy. Your four lads step up. Uh, it takes Appius. The the, long, the hardest, Domus is, like, straight up there, and uh, then Boji steps in front of them, and Despa's like, no, guys, you got to leave this to Boji. You are going to get your asses kicked. Please kindly retreat. Um, mm. But Domus still has nothing, won't hear that, and so Boji has to paralyzed Dobus to save his life mm-hmm. uh, and uh, yeah then it's uh, Boji and Kage let's go take care of your dad and then we get like a metaphorical 
I guess it's showing like the the sheer destructiveness of his attacks, even in his tiny form. They show you the giant boss, like as big as the kingdom boss, nearly yes. by the look of it. Um, like I like the thing, and I, I don't know, I, did anyone complain about this? But I, I like to think that the destruction you see is real. That that happened. Yes, but that the um, it, Borgi fighting a giant boss didn't happen. That kind of way. Um, but like, why would you care when it looks this fucking good? Yeah, mm. and yeah, beaten by his own son, he then goes and destroys Moranjo's mirror. Well, he yeah. tries to, and then Borgi knocks him the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, then we get a brief cutaway to the Underworld Kingdom, where. The representative of the Rag Hero Kings is like, do you want to be number one, Desha? There's probably a cure for your brother's shit in the fucking treasury. And I, I loved his thing of his, like, his laziness. was just like, listen, my brother's a fucking weirdo, but he'll figure it out because he's a smart weirdo. I have utmost trust in him. I was like, okay, you're all right. You're an evil king of the underworld, but you're okay. Also, he's smart yes. enough to go like, no, I do not want the, the bad prize. To go crazy. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. How does the mirror get smashed? I can't remember now. The, the way the mirror gets smashed is um, Despa asks Boji to destroy it. Because Moranjo, Moranjo asks Boji to destroy it. Because uh, he's it, the only yeah. one who can since he's defeated his own father. And that'll break the curse to free Dida. Because I, I did like that kind of shot as well of... Like Boji's resolve, kind of stealing, where he sees his brother defend him from some town bullies, and it's just like, no, I want my brother back. I, like I, it was a nice kind of like silent moment of that, but um, yeah. So this was saying, I again, one of my favorite bits besides all the excellent fighting in this, um, my favorite bits of animation is uh, Kage climbing up. Uh, Despa and punching him in the face yeah. <laughs> to say it's like, why are you making him kill her? That's really fucked up, man. But uh, I think Boji says something along the lines of, I'll defeat the demon or something like that. That's his plan. Um, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, because when the, the demon immediately appears on Moranjo's death, and that seems to be what Desper and the captain were, this entire thing was to get this demon. Um, yeah, they were kind of nodding each other. It's like, okay, go get him, captain. That kind of thing. Whereas... um. And, and the entire time, like, there's a lot of stuff between um, Miranjo and Boss, where um, Boss is like, okay, I'll I'll join you together in the afterlife. And she's like, sure thing, Boss is like, I'm not fucking going to the afterlife. I'm going to get eaten by a demon as soon as we, we turn into souls, uh, which she promptly does and gets uh, left behind while um, Boss ascends to heaven, I guess. Um, but then we get to see inside the demon and, hey, you get eaten forever. That sounds great. Yes. Hmm. Also, the little demon that she we see her playing with in her past is also here. So, yeah, is I, I'm like, is the demon in a similar position to Moranjo, mm. where it's got its childlike essence still buried deep within it? And it's it's while Moranjo has obviously come back from her from her corruption, her separation of who she was as a kid and who she became as an adult. Um, the demon presumably doesn't have that yet because he's still the big version of him inside him is still munching away on yes. those souls. Yeah. Mm. Everybody has a tiny demon and a big demon inside them. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't there's, know if they're still, I don't, I don't know if they're still inside, inside the demon yeah. or whether they're 
in some sort of anyway i'm sure we'll like find purgatory out the next or episodes. something like that because the, the little kid uh demon says something along the lines of welcome to eternal to- the land of eternal torment or something yeah. like that yeah 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 because he's just smashing up souls and biting into them and then they reform and carries on well he he, he yeah. vomits them up grossly yeah. and then starts doing it again as they reform it's it's really good for a thing that's very abstractly presented because obviously they're screaming the entire time um as you yeah. would yeah it's yeah good. i don't know what, um, the, what the plan is now um because <laughs> Porgy's gotta beat up that demon we'll yeah see. i don't know how you get to him mm-hmm. unless, unless he's still outside that's just the inside of the world, and that he's still outside. Um, yeah, he did jump up and like eat Moranjo's soul. So he yeah. like is he going to land back down again? I'm not I sure. But he also appeared out of nowhere from behind a column. So. Like, I, yeah, I feel like I shouldn't be attributing physics to this <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah, I did like how it how they shot the. In fact, like how they shot the entire thing. But I did like the shot of him appearing out from behind a column. Was like, ah, oh, that's a fun bit of fun yes. use of the. Uh, the geography of the scene you're in. Mm, uh, there's some really, really good, really um, interesting framing in this. Besides, like yes. the good animation. Yeah, they they really went the the whole hog with this. Yeah, yeah. Like the bit where Desha's like like scratching his face with his wand uh, <laughs> as he turns down <laughs> being ranked number one. Uh, yeah, even even like the subtle bits are are very well done. Yeah, yeah. Good episode. Uh, two more to go. Then we got Detective Conan, episode 1038, Police Academy Arc, Wild Police Story Case, Date Wataru. Uh, God, how many episodes did we skip? I'm trying to remember. A fair few, I think. Uh, well, actually, maybe not that many, because I think there might be lots of uh, remaster stuff airing. In, uh, oh, that's true. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we're, we're back at Police Academy. We're back at Police Academy, focusing on another cop who, again, seems to be... Seems to not like other cops all about this much. This time he doesn't like all the racist cops who are at the academy with him. Um, well, it's established that like he doesn't like the racist cops who are pointing out. That, oh, it's like, you're a Westerner. You can probably speak English and that kind of shit. Um, because he's gone out with a blonde lady. So presumably like he kind of feels it. And also, he doesn't like cops because his dad was a cop. A presumably not good cop because I don't, yes. like as soon as he told the story, I was like, Dude, that's heroic. What are you talking about? <laughs> yes, I was like, I'm pretty sure that's exactly how you're supposed to do it. And, uh, and to be fair, that's how Ray is as well. It's like, oh, I, I, yeah. I think your dad was right. Uh, and then obviously it turns out one of the other cops was there as a kid in that flashback. <laughs> good thing I can give extra context to make what is already makes him look good um, look even better, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't just make him look brave. It makes him look sensible, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, this is stuff at the start with, yeah, there's various people listening. Because of the look of Ray, um, uh, assuming various things about him, and mm. uh, yeah, I think there's the there's the bit which doesn't, which is I guess is more powerful in Japanese. Once you translate Gaijin to foreigner, it loses a bit of the sting of yeah, of yeah, the uh, the insult behind what, calling what somebody. What would the equivalent that. be like? You'd have to call them like a like a vulgar or somewhat vulgar thing, like calling them like a yank or a limey or something like that. You know, yeah. one of those kind of terms that yeah, is meant but kind I don't of think they can because nobody knows. I don't think anybody knows what side of his parentage. Yeah, yeah, is exactly. Yet as part of mm-hmm. the plot, uh, his uh, Wataru's girlfriend is uh, a character who. 
uh, is part of a mystery of an earlier episode. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't realize that was tying in. I, I did like the reveal when it's like, hey, you've been defending that guy a lot. Do you love him? And he's like, no, dude, I got a girlfriend. They're all like, fucking what? <laughs> all, they're all very, very jealous. They are. And we, we know one of them is a, would, a would-be womanizer. But I'm going to guess mm. from his responses that uh, maybe he's not a successful womanizer. Yeah, the other thing, the other thing that made me think that was um, the guys are like, "Hey, you want to go out this weekend? We could go." Thing is like, I want to go to like a bike shop or a car parts shop, and I was like, "Dude, that's so boring! Come on." Well, there's definitely something up with your other guy, the guy who eventually becomes Scotch, the uh, other undercover agent mm. in the Black Organization. Because uh, while I mean, they're watching um, our the big cadet beat up on everyone, and you know, give harsh life lessons about being a real cop real cop is invincible um i, I think they just randomly mentions like i saw a guy with a weird goblet tattoo there the other day and he's like fucking goblet i need to find that guy although i can't explain why yeah because that's i think that's why they're at the motorcycle shop is more to do with yeah that's where he saw the tattoo. whatever is whatever he's investigating and then i do like how smug jimpei is after the fact before they get to the the other part of the story of like mm. well like yeah i I had problems with my dad, but I sorted them out because I'm great. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Mara Fusha, I've what's your? I've resolved my backstory. Are you, so... you going to tell us what your problem is <laughs> so your pals mm. can help you out? And he's like, "Help me!" And they're like, "Well, that was fast." <laughs> he's like, "No, over there, someone's using Morse code on that convenience store sign to spell out help me." Because mm, while well, the other two of the five lads. Um... Met up to they're basically going to the the shop together because they just happen to be going the same way and having a bit of chat. And your man's like, "Yeah, sorry for being so harsh. Here's my backstory. My dad went was a cop, and that's why I chewed out that other guy for acting tough and also having a uh, toothpick because yeah. that's the thing he used to do because he was a skinny guy who looked like he wasn't tough, so he he put a toothpick in his mouth to look tough, <laughs> which is which is great. Um, but yeah, anyway, the, sh- the comedian store got like some lunatic come in with a baseball bat, just um, demanding money. And the dad was like, "Hey, I'll give you my wallet. Just, just don't hurt anyone." And he's like bowing down to him. And the kid said, "My dad's a cop. He's gonna beat you up." And then obviously the dad got the shit kicked out of him by a guy with a baseball bat. Um, and it's like that's how I knew my dad was a coward because he saved everyone else in the shop from getting beat up because you literally said that that guy went onto another convenience store and robbed that one and hurt a bunch of people. Uh, yeah, he did the right fucking thing, basically. And it, like to the point where he got so badly injured, he couldn't be a cop anymore. As we find out later, he's a janitor. I'm not sure he's been in another Detective Conan as well. I don't think so. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, no, the, the only one of these characters who is in on the Wikia's cast is the uh, is the girlfriend character. Like, I didn't know if it was the same convenience store or is it just, you know, the same general layout. But the fact that they go into a convenience store at the exact same angle and a van pulls up at the exact same angle. And I was like, well, they're going to get attacked by criminals. Yeah. In, I, in I exactly think it might way. just be a common layout. So it's a bit like how all the drive through McDonald's have got the same layouts and things. Like yeah, that. yeah, ex- exactly. But it's like nearly the same shot that when his dad and him as a kid went into the convenience store that it got robbed. It's like, this is the angle that convenience stores get robbed at, basically. <laughs> Um, because it does by uh, like two guys with like a shotgun and a machine gun, I think. Um, so crime's gotten worse. Um, yes. So like it's just two guys. We can probably take them. And he's like, yeah, but we should probably watch out because like this seems a bit weird that they're just like they're not acting kind of rushed or anything. They take everyone's phone off them. They go to that trouble. But um, 
and the, yeah, because they have a bunch more guys, basically, is why they um are acting very confident. And also, the store clerk is in on it. This is a um an ATM robbery, basically. It is going to rob yeah. the the guards, um, filling up the ATM with money, basically. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and while locked like... in the fridge, she sets <laughs> she off the. Hmm? Should do it like they do it around here and just attach a chain to it and rip it out of the wall. Oh, um, with a tractor or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's a. Uh, I, don't know. <laughs> a com- I wouldn't say a common occurrence, but definitely uh, more frequent than you'd expect mm, in these mm. parts. Uh, I guess heavy machinery is pretty easy to get access to, but um, yeah, particularly yeah, w- in a rural area. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, but while they're locked in the fridge with the other prisoners, they untie themselves by cutting the cable ties with shoelaces. I was like, would that That's even it. work? I mean, if well, you had really strong shoelaces, I guess. Yeah, Maybe I, I just so. have very I don't, the, I don't think a cable tie. The cable tie bit. The important bit of the cable tie is the. The locking mechanism, The locking yeah. bit, isn't it? So, mm, anyway, I'm mm. not going to cable tie myself up and... Uh, <laughs> to and test it. it. <laughs> test it. Sure. Um, but yeah, they have to phone the fire brigade and say, how did it happen? Well, I saw this car too. <laughs> oh, Detective Corner, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happens all the time. Um, but, yeah, he sets it off. He messes with the fuse box to make the um, convenience store sign. In Morse code, say, um, help us basically, or help me, um, yeah. I think is what he's saying in Morse code. So the three lads see this and know that it is a sign. That, that's not just looks like Morse code. It is Morse code. So they blunder into the scene like a bunch of drunk lads. They're, I don't know where they all got sunglasses. Um, and they think it's like a movie shoot. They act like they think it's a movie shoot. Yes. And they invite a load of random bystanders in. It's like, hey, they said they let well, anyone in this movie shoot. I think they're other cops. I think they've called other Oh, uh, okay. I thought they let a bunch of random guys. people in before. No, because when, they, when right, you see right. it's all the random people who are uh, putting people in arm bars and things. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I just thought it was a bunch of cool random people. <laughs> that <laughs> no. makes more sense. I, I was like, oh, it's a bit odd, and then I, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, it makes more sense. Once you see them doing police maneuvers to take people down, I was like. I probably they, should have been watching those police yeah. that were asking him out to a mixer earlier. And it's like, yeah, those were probably in the scene and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it ties into the stuff that, uh, what's his name, is the other one, uh, Kenji, the, the one who was there at the scene of the crime in Date's past. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, it was your dad. I was there too. And your dad saved everybody because he spotted that there was other guys outside. So... There was other guys in the van, and they were just like, yeah, he wouldn't have been able to beat up all of them. If he arrested that guy, he would have got kicked the shit out of him, and everyone else yes. probably would have as well. Uh, but, he was uh, trying to be a good guy. Yeah, and they were quickly arrested after the fact, so he must have called the police, which which we see him calling on the phone before he uh, yeah. texting somebody on the on his flip phone before he uh, tries to. His basic thing is like, don't threaten these other people. I'll just give you my wallet. Uh, just take my wallet and leave. And then, yeah, mouthy little little kid Date is like, no, my dad's a cop. He's going to beat you up. Um, mm. uh, so, yes, turns out Date was wrong about his dad all this time. And he is now interested in introducing his foreign girlfriend to his dad. And he started having a toothpick in his mouth because it's real cool. It's what the cool guys do. <laughs> uh, yeah, and as as Detective Conan points out to us as the omniscient narrator of this, uh, yeah, they are going to be friends forever. Nothing bad is ever going to happen. Until they're all going to die one by one in various situations. 
mm. uh, which have all tied into previous stories. So the only person who's got any mystery left around him is... Well, there is still some mystery because it's like there's the mystery of... Um, they found Morifuji's phone in Date's locker, didn't they, in a recent dish yeah, episode? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Recent dish relative to the ongoing plot that we're following, yes. fucking like must have been last year or something. Yeah. Yes. To be given to his brother, because then his brother's uh is his his brother's the one with the like the uh French uh Poirot the Poirot mustache, I think, isn't it? Uh yeah, it's like him but with a mustache, yeah. 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 Uh Takake, yeah, he's got the little pencil mustache. Um <laughs> Uh, Kome is what they call him. Oh, because yes, the, his resemblance to the uh, strategist from the Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Um, mm. Yeah, so that's that's where we left that part of the plot. Is he's just got the phone out of the locker, uh, and he's got a bullet hole through it or something? Uh, it, I think the the casing is cracked or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, but either. they never found it because. Date never got to his locker because he died in a car crash. Um, mm, mm. So, uh, yes. Uh, his girlfriend's also dead. That's part of the plot line. Uh, mm. <laughs> yeah, I think, well, I don't know whether, I don't think the, I don't think the trainer has shown up in any stories, so maybe he can show up. Uh, to die? To die, possibly. Oh, <laughs> uh, dear. Uh yes, he's only he's only in this so far. Um, I mean, like I'm I'm enjoying the the side story thing, but it is kind of weird. It's just like yeah, most of these motherfuckers are dead. We're just like like <laughs> spinning our wheels. Um, it feels like we early. will eventually get to be Hagiwara's Kenji Hagiwara's sister, though. Mm. I think she's mentioned here at some point because they're on the wiki wiki. But yeah, they'll be showing up in two future stories because okay. uh, Ayama likes to do that occasionally. It's like. He'll even do. He'll even like put anime original characters in if they're popular. They're like they'll get their eventual. Oh, so like that official anime episode was actually so popular it is canon now. Yeah, so... yeah. Often yeah, like a movie kind of. character or something, or a character. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe designs the character already and gives them to the 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 movie people to put in a movie first. I don't know, but uh, yeah, yeah. See, we've the only one we got close with that with One Piece is your guy with the swords for legs. Uh, yeah, he should up in the comic, in, but we don't. Uh, maybe he's he's the guy whose back we see hanging out with the Doctor and Laboon. Um, yeah, it's it's very unclear. For the most part, a lot of the One Piece movies are literally impossible in yes. canon. <laughs> yeah, uh, but obviously worth comparing them because they are just about as old as each other at this point. At this first stage, yeah, yeah, yeah. Righty ho, that's Detective Conan. So now, tell me all about. My dress up, darling. We've all got struggles. Is one of the struggles continue to watch this show, or are you fine this uh, week? I'm mostly fine this week. How about that? Um, uh, it kind of opens. It does this constantly. Like it kind of opens to round off everything that happened in the end of the last episode, whereas it likes to end the episodes on like a, like a high note. And then the so straight after the denouement, there's a bunch of stuff we have to take care of, and that'll be the start of the next episode. It's a really weird way of doing it. Um. But yeah, in this one, the uh, of, of the title, the um, 
everyone's got oh, sorry we've all got struggles is um them kind of finishing up the photo shoot and having a laugh and getting some good photos um i just just kind of enjoying it um is the younger sister kind of realizing that her older sister is um there's things she knows she can't do because it's like i don't have the figure like you to do certain characters i i tend to pick characters i like but also ones i can i can manage to cosplay and there's there's certain things i know i can't do which is why i was jealous of you being able to cosplay that guy from the anime because um you know it's just something i'm not capable of but she's all in support of her her younger sister to um uh to keep cosplaying and having a having a good old time and um that 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 scene is kind of bookended nicely with um with Gojo and Kitagawa like on the phone to each other. It's like, oh I didn't know you 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 met her a costume and it was like when did you manage to do that? It's like oh we wanted to do it on, in secret so she came over and I did the measurements and everything and he, and she's like you had another girl in your thing and she's like mm, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> um and that's like eight or nearly nine minutes in and then the credits start and then the actual new bit of plot happens. So he's met a new costume off screen during the credits, I assume, because it is basically two belts. Um, and I knew that one was coming because uh, it's basically like a skirt that is a belt and like a a barely there like belt across the chest. Um, it appears to be a character from like a pretend Guilty Gear based off the kind of full rock and roll that's going on in the background. But uh, what Kitagawa is really excited about with this one is um, the underboob because underboob is, is good for a growing boy or a girl or some. I forget what weird way she puts it. Um, but she, yeah, she's shown up to his thing, uh, in fake tan and she's all ready to go. But then she's like, mm, no, nah, I'm going to need to take a shower. It's actually too hot out today. And they're kind of going through and all the bits. And she was, she got some fake manacles on her legs. And I was like, okay, I can see where this is going. Some Halloween props is like, she's going to fall down and do all this stuff. And it's like, okay. So she lifts up her shirt to try and apply this foundation. And I was like, eh, watch it show. Cause you're doing this in a boy's room, but you're trying to entice him um but yeah she trips and falls and just busts her head she doesn't land on him boob first or anything like that it was just like okay so she bumps her head and she's like okay now my wig's not gonna fit so I'll tell you what instead you know the way the last day you were worried about your old-fashioned kind of clothes and that kind of shit i'm gonna take you shopping and unrealizing Go- gojo not realizing that they're going on a date yeah uh, she's taking like a boy's clothes store where she's trying out various shirts um and her initial reaction is kind of like, all of these look really bad on you. And it's just like a flat face. But then her internal monologue is like, how is he so hot in all of these things? Uh, my particular favorite was the Flames Guy Frieri shirt that he was wearing. Did not suit him. Um, they go out and get some ramen. It's all nice. They have a date. And then he kind of says, I, I got to be honest with you, Kitagawa. Um, I, I can't take pictures of you wearing that new costume with the, with the two belts because... Um, it's too much. It's too much. I, I don't know what I'd be able to do with myself. And he's worried she's going to be upset. But she's like, oh, so you are into me. Oh, that's fantastic. Ah, oh, you pervert. Ah, oh, this, this is great. Like, this entirely feeds into her. It's like, brilliant. Okay, so he finds me hot. Fantastic. That's, that's step one of my master plan. <laughs> and it just sort of ends on that kind of funny note. Um, Yeah, it's it's still good fun. It is definitely horny. There is an extended sequence of her getting or taking her clothes off uh, for taking it for to take a shower or a bath or whatever. And um, and I was just like, there's so much of it that I either rotoscoped or like very lovingly like let me uh, have the shifting weight of someone like standing on one leg and then the other. I was like, all right, show, all right, I get it, I get it. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, 
Because you it, can do that with you could do that without coming across horny, like that ep- the, the the bath episode of uh, God, what was it called? The Wacky Races show. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, like that was just horny for the dudes for the most part, though. Yeah, I think one. it was horny it was for like the shape of human flesh, but beyond that, it wasn't. Yeah, horny. yeah. It wasn't actually expecting you to be horny. It was just like, look at how well we've drawn how the weight of a human body looks when it moves around and sits down and does things, but they weren't moving yeah. in a horny manner. Yeah, like like yeah. the like the the dialogue in the scene is her like changing, and he's like, "Here, you can wear my gym uniform." And obviously, later he's a little too horny about that. You know, the the boyfriend shirt as we talked about in a prior episode. <laughs> um, but basically. Like the conversation is actually like, hey, you you know you could totally like peek or something, and I'd be like in a manga, and I'd be like, ah, you perv, you know, and he's like, I'm not gonna fucking do that. That'd be that'd be literally a crime. <laughs> uh, so they're like they're poking fun at those kind of tropes while also literally like indulging uh, in them, yeah. indulging it for the audience kind of thing. Characters yes. aren't indulging in it, but the audience is supposed to, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm enjoying the human moments. I'm enjoying the awkward teens clearly into each other kind of thing. But yeah, it's definitely horny all the time. <laughs> Same as it ever was. And then, talking of horny, but there's nobody horny in this particular episode of Loop of the Third, part six, episode 22. Is it My Mother's Documents? That's it, yeah. Uh, in which we meet Finn, a 16-year-old girl who... Mm is apparently pregnant is she pregnant or not because the person who acts like she's pregnant is clear to be senile by the end of the episode yeah i i I don't think she's pregnant but then she's having a reaction similar to what her her mother had while pregnant with her um which is weird and it makes me think it's like is that because the sister old lady acts like she's pregnant but that's when you think she's sinister and then at the end, it's because she's behaving like that because her mental faculties aren't. Yeah, there. It, it's 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 seem it's seemingly like something between like she's having a um like she's got Alzheimer's or something. Yeah, kind she of disease thinks where she's Finn's reliving. Her yeah, exactly. She thinks it's sixteen years ago where uh, as this, as Finn is doing, she's spending the time in this thing to try and solve the mystery of, I guess, kind of who her dad is or who her mother was. Yes, um, because the real mystery she, is. Who was her mother's tutor? Yeah, yeah, that's the mystery that uh, Lupin and um, oh, I've forgotten her name now. The the flower girl, or not really yeah, the flower girl, the um, deadly assassin. That they're tuning into her uh, live podcast yes. of her mother's uh, tape diaries, yes. <laughs> which is very like Lupin. What do you like? They, they, I know, like she mentions, like um, she had a Japanese tutor. And yes, they have like a, they have a search parameter. If anyone fucking starts looking up Japanese tutor, they go like, "Ah, oh, let me fucking." Um, tutor in a Komodo is the specific. Uh, that's the phrase. T- that's the search term. The, yeah, the yeah, pair that's of the them one. Looking for. That's the one that flags them onto her. Um, I'm going to call it a podcast. I'm not exactly sure what's going. It, I think on it's like that. a live, like a Instagram, like a live stream live Instagram of yeah. audio. Yeah. So. Something like that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think it's more that thing is more popular. I think there is like a specific app in Japan that I've seen people use on Twitter. Like I can see it as a good variation of, um, I mean, like what kind of podcasting is uh, as uh, as radio, um, and obviously the live thing has a lot of appeal because in in the moment kind of stuff of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Matea is that a name? Uh, Lupin. 
assassin girl. Yes, yeah, Matea is yeah. the uh, the flower lady slash. And the fun thing is, like the one person who tunes in has like a uh, floral name and symbol, so you're not quite sure which one it is, but it's clear it's Lupin by the end because he's got the same one on his hat, and he's going there to deliver flowers. Um, mm. Also, his icon is obviously just his little peanut fucking head version of himself. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so they're uh, they're both listening to this and heading towards Matea's location. No, not Matea's location. Finn's location. Uh, yeah, see, this... that's the thing. Like I, again, I I love the. There's a lot of there's a lot of great direction in this. Like the um um her pressing the tape and then commenting on stuff that the mother's happening happening and the kind of cuts in between they show the the tape player either playing or recording is how is the transition between now and the past and it slowly becomes more and more sinister yeah so her mother died um 16 years ago giving birth to her um or soon after giving birth to her um so she's trying to figure out like which of these cute boys in soccer class um did was my mother into us and therefore is my dad and which isn't and like there's one guy who's clearly like she's always talking about him and she's mad about him um and she actually became like one of the coaches so she could get closer to him and another guy she hates because he's a prick and then we have this mysterious japanese tutor wearing a kimono uh who's brought in to teach her stuff as she's um, staying here in her pregnancy because um, she still needs to go to school. She's, her mother was 15 when she died, I think. Um, uh, yeah, no, it's the other way around. So she, Finn's 15, the mother was 16. Mother was 16. Sorry, yeah, I had the reversal. The very, the very close. Yeah, age, I got them um, in reverse. Maybe I'm like the old woman. Um, I, <laughs> I'm getting them mixed. It, and it is tricky because they do look similar being mother and yeah. child. Yeah. And sometimes you're like, okay, which haircut is it? Which character is it? And I, I, yeah, a lot of the show is kind of playing off the 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 thing of them being quite similar. The the thing of uh, Finn tr- trying to find out what kind of person her mother was um, through her diaries and the, these tapes that are in this house that she stayed in while while pregnant with her. Um, and uh, the the other thing is um, the the way it is. Um, oh, got that? What is the Lupin's mother slash tutor? What, what's her name again? Samoa. Tomoe. Um, Tomoe, I'm going to call her Tomoe, even though it's just like, how old is Tomoe? We do never yes. see her eyes, and she's always like shaded, and it's always just the mouth. And I was like, is Tomoe one person even? Um, but uh, Tomoe seems to be trying to influence the situation of that guy who you hated is actually the father of your child, and that other guy isn't. And she's trying to like, um, like nearly gaslight her into being... Um, into thinking one way rather than the other. Yeah. And then, Seems to be. And then she very sends weird. some sort of brainwashed assassin to kill them both. Yeah. Uh, and the the footage of that was like obviously taken from like, um, or, or uh, inspired by like school shooting stuff. It was, yeah. it was kind of, it, it, besides the general sinisterness of the, the rest of this, that was very disturbing. Um, yeah, yeah. Because obviously you have Lupin and you're one like like looking up stuff online and they can find the the footage of the shooting. Whereas it, when we cut to the past, it's the mother actually hearing this over the phone because she was talking to her boyfriend back yes. in the states at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really good. Like the, just the kind of cuts back and forth. Um, I really I really enjoyed the, the kind of mystery of this one. And obviously the mystery that our characters in the show are interested in is not the one that the main character of this episode is interested in. 
Um, no, it's really nice kind of why double contrast. Why Matea coming here to possibly kill that girl? Like to clean up after her kind of thing? Because she does mention something about Tomoe is like, you didn't finish the job kind of thing. Like, yeah. so is Finn like a witness because you didn't kill her? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Yeah, it's a really weird one. Also, Zanigata is on the trail because uh, Lin Feng Wang is back and her computer's yes! identified yes. Matea's face heading towards uh, Rovenland, mm, mm. the uh, fictional Scandinavian fictional country. Fictional Finland or something, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but um, so Zenigata is like has to get that... Um, was it a recording device or was it a USB? I can't remember. I think it was a recorder. Yeah. Uh, he has to get that to Lupin. Um, and we have lots of shots of like the, I did like the lads kind of going just like oh are we going somewhere it's like we're going north I guess and they kind of meet Lupin partway there and he picks them up in the in the van and he's wearing got a ridiculous... little, uh, little pocket heater things to he's got the up. pocket heater things he's got a woolly hat and everything the lads are dressed exactly the fucking same they're not prepared for the weather neither is Zenigata as well they're they're the kind of guys rushed off their feet whereas Lupin is the planner guy yeah, Obviously. you think Jigen would prepare? You think? Yeah, I think uh, Goemon would like check this as some sort of challenge again to wander <laughs> around, wander around in the cold in your regular gear for uh, sure. But also, Goemon is like... talking to Loop at this episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's got just, a bunk on. Mm, um, mm, just, just grump. Um, but I did like kind of Zenigata slowly trudging through the snow, and then Lupin is like, "Hey, pops, do you need a lift or anything?" He's like, "Oh fuck, I I got something for you," kind of thing. Um. Yeah, it, it, it's a weird kind of contrast between an interesting story and filling into the main narrative of the, of the witch and gentleman one that seems to be the theme this uh, season. Yes, it, it's creepy because it doesn't start out particularly creepy and it's once Tomoe is introduced. Yes. Uh, yeah, it feels a bit like... Um, bizarrely like the tone of like a spooky Jonathan Creek episode. I, okay. I feel like uh, David Marshall had also pulled the trick of like, oh, sinister old lady who just turns out to be senile. Um, in one of those as well. Um, um, there's there's other films and and kind of st- genre stuff that I know of. A person trying to solve a mystery who is not has no background in solving mysteries is not a detective or anything. Is just like a regular person, and it being like way bigger than them. Um, yes. I know there's other stories that do that kind of thing. But yeah, it, it has that kind of sinister feeling going on. This is so much bigger than you. Yeah, and we're just catching... And Lupin's just catching glimpses of like, what on earth is that woman I consider my mother doing? It's clearly up to no good at this point. It's... Mm. And yeah, like I, I suppose besides the fact that mostly she seems to be influencing women, um, like was she influencing him as well? That kind of way. Yeah. Hmm. And I'm going to guess he has nothing to do with the Moriarty character introduced at the end of the second half. I imagine that might be for uh, future plans. Yeah, or either we could just we could finish joke. up the... It could be. It could be a fun joke. It could be like we do Witch and Gentleman, then we get back to Sherlock and Lupin and Sherlock team up against Moriarty or some kind of thing. Or they could just, yeah, like you said, someone could do that down the line. They could do a movie on it. That'd be cool. Yeah. About time for another TV special. Um <laughs> Yeah, Memories of a Beloved Witch next week. All right. Uh, the official synopsis for that is... Uh, yes, yeah, a voice recorder is the thing. 
Ah, yeah, yeah. So I'm guessing there was more to it than just the um, the, in, the interview that um, that your one had uh, on that recorder. Like, I'm guessing it's some other evidence she's gathered in the meantime. Uh, yes. So it looks like that's the thing which is going to trigger clearing up some of Lupin's memories of uh, what he remembers and what might actually have happened. Because, like... Best. We don't see a lot of what, what, what's gone on in the main plot. Um, like, Zenigal is just getting a call from um, Lin Feng uh, and, like, re- just re- reacting, like, on the spot, just out the door straight away. And um, the last episode was a completely unrelated, like, uh, LARP, like, kind of having a good time. Yeah. I've no idea if that, um, that detective woman, like, she's still alive or not. We don't I know. I guess we may find out next week. Um, mm-hmm. There's only two episodes left. Apparently, that's surprising. Yeah, only twenty-four. So uh, I guess it makes mm. sense because then we'll be in the new season of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's it for this week. Still awaiting more JoJo's. Uh, still awaiting Dragon Quest because of hackers on Toei animation servers. Yeah, uh, no. Honestly, that's that's healthy way to do it. Like to actually the, like yeah, shut I, everything down. I assume that's. I, it must have just been the animation servers because the Tokusatsu stuff aired this weekend. Uh they might be on a separate thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I wonder if it's just like something they must. Whatever was attacked, I assume, is somehow involved in the production, and therefore, rather than mm. which does seem to be what they did with COVID, is I'm going to guess that rather than put out episodes that are ready now they'll mm. they don't want to like try and f- cram more ex- more time in th- than exists in the future yeah yeah I, I i a bunch of um a bunch of any time like I, I guess the easy way to determine is if there was an animation studio consistently putting out animation during covid they've adopted some very good methodology and very good way of treating people and hopefully they'll fucking continue to yeah so yeah that's the right way to go uh, whereas yeah I did watch episode t- uh, 2 of Don Brothers and it is absolutely bonkers uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah if you want a Sentai to drop into I'm not sure that's very representative Sentai in general but maybe mm. we'll get people hooked on Sentai uh, but that might be the idea maybe the idea is let's do something s- quite different than it to bring in work. people outside of the yeah you know, just hook kid, maybe yeah. they're like maybe kids don't like the current the the general formula so we'll change things up by making the the female ranger the lead at least for the first two mm. episodes she's firmly the lead character okay um we'll do cg characters I did see gifts of that little uh, chibi Sentai dog. guy. It's a dog, yeah. It's a little dog. Sorry. Think, yeah, it looks like a cat, but he's a dog. Because he should be a dog. <laughs> of course, it's Momotaro. It would be a dog. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they quickly, he quickly uses one of the power-ups to turn into a character from an earlier Sentai series, so they can just have somebody <laughs> in a suit. Uh, and then the pink one does it as well. He's like, oh my goodness, I'm dressed as a woman. And then he's, ob- like, he's only worried about being dressed as a woman or turned into a woman, literally, because it has been played by a woman. Once yeah, in the yeah. woman's... He's over it in like 30 seconds. He's like, mm. oh, this form has some use too. Um, he's also the, I think, is he the first married Sentai character? He's a 33-year-old oh. office worker. I assume he's 33, that's the actor's age. Uh, so an old man, yeah. Yes, yeah. who's uh, he's the most mediocre middle <laughs> uh, office worker you can imagine. Um, but he's got a super hot wife. Um, 
that his life's okay, but I assume mm. something's going to go wrong with his super hot wife, given what happened to uh, our heroine in the first episode, where she had a great life where she was debuting as a manga author, and then she was accused of plagiarism. Oof. Uh, and the dog guy is on the run from the law, so he's already got a problem. Uh, we get briefly introduced to the blue guy who's going to turn into like an ape sentai complete with a big red butt, uh, but it doesn't happen yet. And he's a poet who pays for coffee by writing you a haiku. So he's <laughs> kind of <laughs> kind of a poet and also, uh, oh, what's his name from uh, Popeye? Um, oh, um, Wimpy. Wimpy, Wimpy. Yes. I always like the moocher poet character. That is always a great stereotype mm. of like, oh, I'm so dedicated to my cause, but uh, I'm glad you pay you back next yes. Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the fellas in Woodpecker Detectives Office. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's a good troll. It is. It's funny seeing that guy because he shows up in uh, Golden Camway eventually as well. <laughs> it's such a rich era of history. To mine anime from yes mm. yeah he'll be showing up in the next season i imagine yeah he should be i think he shows up fairly quickly after the bit where we were um, okay he's not drawn as sexily though as he is in uh woodpecker detective's office i mean he's a little bit more what he looked like in real life i i, I assume it's because he's not ripped because that's how yes. you tend to be drawn sexily in golden camry yeah that is true yeah i think that mm. is yeah, I think you're right. I think in Karma, it might be the only non-ripped sexy tr- character. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Yeah, I think otherwise everyone's ripped. Um, even young Sophia and old Sophia, if that's what you're into. Uh, in fact, yeah, definitely the, people are into that. I think that, she's so. the most nude woman we've seen, <laughs> is old hmm. Sophia. Um Anyway, that will eventually be coming later this year, I think, won't it? The, uh, next yes, I'm looking forward to that. That's the new uh, studio as well, isn't it? Yeah, Brain Space, so it should mm, still mm. be good. Rightio, yeah, yeah. that's enough ba- waffle. Let's hit the <laughs> end button on this podcast. We're back next week uh, with Niall. Mm. Ta-ta for now. Bye.